Howdy, everyone. Welcome to Unsafe Space. I'm your host, Carter Laren. May the fourth be with you, as I know many of you in chat want me to say. Uh, I'm joined, <laughs> as as normal, by Carrie Smith. Carrie, say hello. Hi, Carter. Good afternoon. Good May afternoon. the fourth be with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, I used to really like Star Wars. Um, mm-hmm. And I was just saying in chat, I can't remember a time in my life. I could never imagine reaching a time in my life when I would say, I haven't seen the latest movie. I don't know. I don't know if I'll watch it. Uh, but that's where I am. Greatness well, can fall. I, uh, I used to celebrate May the 4th. Uh, not every year, but they would have, where I used to live, they had a dog costume contest. So you had to dress your dog as a character from Star Wars. Oh. And I would dress Tiger as Yoda, obviously, because he has his ears. So that was fun. But nice. uh kind of crept up on me this yeah. year. Also, I'm reporting from an undisclosed location. If it's your first time here, this is Unsafe Space. This is a show that we do live on Mondays and Fridays. And uh, normally I'm not – normally there's not – it's not this background light and stuff, but this is the best place to record here. So uh. anyway. You know, Carrie, I have had I've have seen complaints about your camera, so really, I think we need yeah, yeah. It is well, my laptop, my laptop is really old, and it's my yeah. laptop camera, but you know, I don't mind it. <laughs> oh, I know, <laughs> I know that the graininess. You like the very few pixels. That's one of your things. But, yeah, uh, a woman. Yeah, a, women like that, like soft lighting, the right. very few pixels, like Vaseline lens, like porn lens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say porn lens? Like the porn lens, yeah. yeah. The old seventies porn lens. Yeah. Well, uh, this might be TMI, but I don't care. We've already TMI'd on this show enough. Uh, at one point in my career, I was. Um, I had done some technology stuff and I was selling some tech and we were talking to movie studios and I had to go talk to some porn studios because they were still big. Like the big porn studios at the time were big and we were trying to get porn companies to adopt this tech because they tend to like lead the forefront of tech often. They would be early adopters. And so we knew if we get them to adopt this, this would be helpful to us. So I was tasked with going and meeting with (laughs) porn executives. And I remember having a conversation with one of them about HD. And, you know, I'm a tech dude, so I was all like, HD's great. And the porn executive was like, no. No. You don't no. want to see pimples in some places. And I was like, oh, yeah, I guess. But I yeah. could see why you wouldn't want that. But uh, I could have told yeah. you that. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Well, even with television, like I had a, a really old television I just, I just didn't realize how old it was I'm kind of a Luddite in some ways and so it works for me I was happy with it but I guess it was over 10 years old my TV and um and my friend who came to live with me last year for a while she gifted me with a television it was very kind but she gifted it for me because she said your TV's so old I can't watch this and I need to watch you know some programs and so <laughs> was it black went, and white <laughs> it wasn't black and white, but it was pretty old. I, I didn't notice the difference. I was like, really? It works fine. Like, why would I get a new one? And so she brought home this new one, and I tur- I didn't, I haven't watched a lot of other people's TVs either, so I didn't know. I turned it on, and I was like, 
it's so high dev. I'm like, I feel like I can see all their pores and everything. I don't like it. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think news like anchors right hate it. There. Yeah, and my understanding is that uh, like the the people who do makeup for news anchors and stuff had to really step up their game after HD became standard because, uh, yeah, it became became harder. It turns out it turns out that actually celebrities aren't that much better looking than your average pretty good looking person on the street, and uh, if you put super high definition in their face, you notice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Anyway. Um, I don't know well, why. Well, welcome, everybody. Good morning. We had a great book club yesterday. Thank you to everybody who joined. If you didn't get to join us, you can still watch the video. It was, we got to discuss um, George Orwell's Animal Farm, and it was great. It's a short book, very short. You can read it quickly. You can read it in a day. Yeah, um, super short. It, very short. And then the discussion was pretty long. It was a two-hour discussion for a short book because there's obviously a lot – there's a lot in there. There's a lot of depth. There's a lot of symbolism. There's a lot of analogies to be drawn to the time that we're in right now. So, it's basically like um, if you could imagine having a a factual book, but the people were animals instead of people. It's basically basically it's just a true story where they changed animals and people. I don't know. Basically like that. Um, Carrie. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm tired from this weekend because I we aired on Sunday morning we aired the intervention oh, my intervention. Right. I guess. Was that was it an intervention? I thought it was a conversation, but yeah, maybe. Uh I think from Julianne's perspective it was an intervention. Okay. So uh you don't get uh you can't get any blame because you ditched halfway through. So I had to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, I yeah I don't know. I watched I watched we I, we premiered it and I watched it and chatted a little bit in chat uh, again, and uh, I don't know that, that and then right after that was the the nineteen eighty four thing or not nineteen eighty four Animal Farm. I don't know. My brain is fried a little bit. Um, I know there's a bunch of stuff we could talk about. Can I just um? There's like a few comments slash questions that I just want to go through. Can I do that? Is that cool? Yeah, let's do it. Um, one of them is from uh, Kent Chuck. I won't, I'm going to gloss over some of this because I don't want to reveal more than I'm supposed to. But he said he was talking about someone about, uh, talking to someone about the sovereignty of the individual. And they ranted to him about society slash government having a quote monopoly of force and he said that scared the shit out of me is that a real legal thing he said that this person was saying that the the society has a legal monopoly of force um and it is a thing philosophically uh and i think we've talked about it before but it you know in case people are interested in it um the thing that differentiates the thing that differentiates a government from a corporation or a church or whatever, um, the fundamental difference between a government and an organization isn't uh, that they have borders, like a, an organization can have a building with borders and can own property. Um, it's not that there's a bunch of people that are members of it. It's not that there are rules. Um, the the primary difference is that ostensibly and and again I'm I'm saying this as a, a voluntarist who's not a big fan of the government shall we say um, 
the idea is that you have voluntarily forfeited your right to the the initiation of the use of force and you're and actually forfeited your right to the retaliatory use of force and placed it in the hands of the government and you've you've issued the government a monopoly on the use of force so the idea is that if someone comes and uh steals your stuff you don't gather a posse and go after them with retaliatory force you turn to the government and they put together a posse uh, and go after them. And then there's a trial. And if this person is found guilty, they get forcibly put in jail or whatever the consequences are. Uh, so yeah, the concept that the government has a, a monopoly on the use of force, uh, I don't think that concept normally, that normally doesn't encompass um, immediate defensive use of force. So like, it's not like if you're being shot at currently, you can't defend yourself. But the idea that you don't go out and use force um, in a retaliatory or punitive manner, in, and instead you've delegated that authority to the government, that is what makes the government uh, distinct from other organizations, and that is one of the underlying uh, pillars of what a government is conceptually. So hopefully that doesn't freak anyone out, but that's, that's what the government is. Does that make sense? Carrie's muted, but she yes. doesn't care. It yeah, let's move on. Okay. <laughs> 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 I wasn't I wasn't talking about economics. That's true. I liked it. <laughs> you don't have to lie. Last night I was watching Warren Buffett's uh shareholder meeting and uh even for me I was like, "Oh my god, I just need like he was putting me to sleep." And my wife was <laughs> like we were it was in bed. I'm like I got the laptop in bed watching Warren Buffett. And she's like, "Would you just knock it off?" It was it was pretty bad. <laughs> He's pretty bad. I mean, he's great, but he's old and he's he's difficult to listen to. Uh, all right, Carrie. All right, Carrie. I'll stop with that. Uh, I won't even go any other. We won't even do any other comments. Um, there's a couple things you want to talk about. Uh, do you want to dive into one of them? Well, yeah. So I think it. We talked about this in the last live podcast a little bit, but I think this subject deserves more than one conversation, just like coronavirus and other things we've talked about more than once. Also, because yes. there's a new, I had I had time to watch. This is about the Joe Biden and Tara Reid allegations. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, I've been ignoring most of these. I haven't really. I've been ignoring the whole story, probably because deep down, it I knew it was going to make me angry. The hypocrisy from the media and from Democratic politicians. And yes, as a caveat for dumb people, gosh, I totally know Republicans are can be hypocrites too, and are hypocrites. I'm not talking about that today. So I'm so tired of when you try to talk about something online and people going, but what about this over here and this and, and, you know, and and Republicans are going to be hypocrites too. I'm like, I'm not disagreeing with you. Of course they can. Set that aside. I'm talking about this particular subject. And and if you're a Democrat, shouldn't you care when your party, your own party is being hypocritical? This is part of why I've left the Democratic Party is it, they're not meeting the standards I have for a party that I want to be associated with. I, I think I think it's so weird when people are like, yeah, it's okay that my party does that because that other party does it too. No, it's not okay. <laughs> so how are you any different from that other party that you don't like if your party's doing it too, right? It's just annoying. But anyway, yeah, I, I finally watched. Wait, are we going to have Joe- to start putting in caveats for dumb people? Because I think this show's going to be a lot long. No, I, no, there'd be so many of them. But geez. Can you just is is anybody else frustrated that that's how conversations have to happen these 
Oh, it's days. horrible. It's horrible. And, and it's especially it's partisans on both sides do it no matter what you talk about. Yeah. And they assume that if you're if you're ditching, if you're like dissing their side, you must necessarily be an ideologue on the other side. And it's like uh, it's it's uh, check your IQ if you end up doing that. Yeah, check your IQ. And I mean, the easiest way, I think, to shut that down. But apparently they don't listen to you. So it doesn't shut it down is to say, I don't disagree with you. There's hypocrisy on the other side, too. Whatever the other side is. That's not a point of contention. So why are we even talking about that? Can we get back to talking about this subject? Yeah. Um, and and I think this, I guess, is a point of contention. But I think people should be more concerned with wrongdoing and hypocrisy and lying on their own side than they are on the other side or their, uh, the other party. I hate this whole discussion of sides. I was going to say, maybe you know just I mean. be concerned about it generally and stop generally. being partisan. Yeah. Yeah, stop being partisan. <laughs> so... Yeah, the caveats are just like, oh, you're right, Laura. She says they make her weary. Yeah, they make me tired, too. Um, and and because I almost want – this is – again, this relates back to the struggle I've been having recently with my lack of patience that's evolved over the past month. My lack of patience for people. My lack I love your of, lack of patience, just to be for the record. Well, <laughs> I kind of want to – I mean, I kind of want to take – I admire Mike Cernovich's playbook where he just will call – like he's like, I'm sorry, you're too low IQ for this discussion, fan. And on the one hand, I don't want to do that because that's mere. It to them, it appears to be mirroring the behavior that I claim not to like, which is name calling and just, you know, not wanting to engage with people who disagree with you. But that's not really what it is. It's I've I've been thinking about it more and more. It's not wanting to engage with people who either are unwilling or unable to hear what you're saying. Well, it's a waste um, of time, Carrie, and there's a difference between you not discussing something with someone because and like you muting or banning or whatever. There's a difference between that and a platform censoring someone's ideas that they don't like. You're not you're not you're just saying I don't want to engage with you. Other people can engage and I'm not building a platform yeah. for engagement. That's not what I'm doing. I'm having a conversation. And if you're going and cuz because concern trolls are a real thing, right? They like people that come in and sideline the conversation, or like they they, they bring it off it. on a tang tangent because they they'll they'll start talking about like well Republicans blah blah blah, blah and like suddenly you're not talking about your thing anymore, yeah. and it's just tiring, and it's tiring to the entire audience because they're just in the way. They're actually impeding conversation. So um, you go, you ban them. Yeah, <laughs> you're funny. Well, yeah, it's a waste of time, and that's a, it's like. Okay, well, the Tara Reid thing, for example, this is why I said this in, in the last episode we had, that to me, because I was already thinking about, okay, what's going to happen when I first post about this? I want to make it clear that the story here and the thing we should be looking at is not, in my opinion, is not the merits of her allegations versus the merits of Christine Blasey Ford's allegations. I don't care. That's not the story. Well, some, story, to, be, to be clear, someone should be looking at that. It does matter. Someone should be, right, right. But, but that's, that's not, not the interesting about. part of this. Yeah. Right. And that's not what I care about. And that is not what I'm posting. Here's what, let me rephrase this, Carter, so you understand what I'm saying. That's not the story when I'm posting about it. And that's not what I'm calling attention to. Yet I know right. there are going to be people there trying to make that the conversation on my wall when I don't care to have that conversation. Right. Go have that conversation somewhere else because I don't give a crap. Right. My what I'm interested in is the media, the astronomical difference in coverage, the amazing difference in coverage between how they treat 
the Tara Reid allegations and how they've treated or and how they treated the Boise Port accusations. That's a story to me. That is interesting to me. That is Well, and that's amazing. the big story. That's the important that's the story. story. Look at that. Look at that. And if you're on the left, how do you explain that? And look at that and look at all those politicians and media people in the media and activists and entertainers who back during the Blazy Ford thing were talking about it constantly every day on Twitter. Uh, hashtag believe all women. It was not 24-7. It was ubiquitous everywhere. We believe all. And even back then, I was livid because I'm like, I know most of you don't actually believe what you're saying. You don't actually believe that we should believe all women. You're just saying it because it's politically expedient. Now, there are some true believers who really try to stand by that. And kudos to them, like Rose McGowan. She's standing up for Tara Reid because she's a true believer. But almost all those people, when it comes to Tara Reid, are they doing the same thing? Are they constantly on Twitter? Are they posting believe all women? Are they No. Hypocrites. All of them. Right. And, and that's and... amazing to me. Yeah, the only the only caveat I would say there is like, uh, I wouldn't give kudos to someone who's a true believer of absolute nonsense. Like, believe all women is just anti thought, anti justice, anti reason nonsense. Like, okay, you get kudos for not being a hypocrite, but you lose kudos for being completely insane. It's funny, Carter. I already had this conversation with the version of you that's in my head this morning. So, oh, who won? <laughs> <laughs> well, I already knew what you were going to say. I mean, uh, th- th- with your caveat there, but I, I was like actually saying to my boyfriend, I was like, and this is what, like, I have much more respect for people like Rose McGowan, just like I have respect for people like Bernie Sanders, because they are true believers and they believe this is good and they're sincere and they're trying, they're intellectually consistent, whether or not you agree with their ideas. And I was like, and this is where Carter would say, yes, but their ideas are stupid and evil. <laughs> right, right, yeah. So I don't, hey, someday you will graduate to not having to have respect for anyone. And then, then I, you can come to my camp. <laughs> I know, I'm horrible. Okay, let's, let's continue, let's continue. Okay, but I do give people kudos for not being hypocrites. I do, that's big to me. So um, I, I would much rather talk to someone who believes the wrong ideas but is making an attempt to be intellectually sincere and consistent because then if you can help them see that their ideas are bad they're an intellectually consistent person they'll be a good they'll they they've already got the the principles of trying to be honest to one's beliefs right that they've got that part right it's just that you might think their beliefs are wrong and bad but they they're consistent i i much prefer that to someone who floats flies with the wind who is a liar, who's not intellectually consistent, who has no principles, their ideas are bad, and they have no principles. It's like they're lost in the, like talking to that kind of person is, what do you even stand for? Like, yeah, well, I, I agree that they are, uh, they are more, I mean, consistency is is better, but um, I guess my caveat would be, I, the people who are lost in the wind, who are hypocritical, ultimately they don't matter historically. Your real enemies are the ideas, and the ideas are, What's nice about the people who embrace the ideas uh, in a consistent manner is they make their evil position very, very clear, um, and it can be opposed very clearly. And so they're easier to fight, which which is good. But the people who change, actually, they don't matter anyway. Um, they're just people who are using the ideas and aren't believers. At the end of the day, they're not controlling the battle at all. They're just fodder. What do you mean, the, the ones who are hypocrites? 
Yeah, they're not actually swaying anything. They're not they're not the ones in charge. Like at the end of the day, they're oh, not the ones changing public opinion about anything. They're not the ones the leaders are the ones who are the 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 Well ideologues. many of these people are are the leaders. That's what I mean. Many of these hypocrites are the leaders. No, they're the not leaders intellectual the... leaders. They're, they're 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 leaders in the short term, but they're not intellectually they're not leaders. They're not they're not pushing they're not leading the ideology. Um they're just they're just general or they're you know lieutenants i guess that's the difference i'm talking about an ideological maybe. battle that's all maybe it doesn't matter we're i'm sidetracking you now right. get to the part you want you care about so let's do that excuse me okay what? No. well I, so, I, I don't want to sidetrack you go no you're you right think? i finally watched the so i finally watched the uh morning joe or whatever interview with mika and joe biden now first yep. of all i watched it um this is really cool. My, uh, my fella told me to watch both of these, and I did. And you guys should – I think it's cool to watch these back-to-back -back because I watched Jimmy Dore talking about it, who's a progressive, who's super on the left, and who's pointing out all the same stuff, that Biden is a hypocrite. And and then I, wa then I listened to Steve Bannon's podcast. Bannon was out for the day in the field doing something else. So he wasn't there, but his, I guess they're his co-hosts. They were hosting it and they talked about it too. And it was really, and they're on the right. So it was really interesting to listen to both of them saying a lot of the same stuff. Um, the, the Jimmy Dorwin, I guess we don't have to play other than, yeah, I would like to play the part where, do you have that one? I've got the, uh, I would, let's just use the, let's just use the original source material. I have the Mika thing up. We can pause it and play it as much as we want. It's, it's definitely, I think it should fall within fair use because it's, we're not commenting on commentary, we're commenting yeah. on news. So um, let me see if I can, let me see if I, I can pull this up for you. Hold on. All right. Do you see that? All right. Yeah. Uh, let me unmute it and get going. Would you please go on can the you hear that? with the American people? Yeah. Did you sexually assault Tara Reid? No, it is not true. I'm saying unequivocally, it never, never happened, and it didn't. Can you pause that? It never for a happened. Can you pause for a second? Yeah, it's paused. Carter. Oh, great. Okay. So this, to me, is just as a side note. This is interesting. It has nothing to do with politics. I just happen to be fascinated with body language. I watch a channel called Body Language Ghost, uh, oh, and a great I also, <laughs> yeah, and I've watched many, many hours of police interrogations and court courtroom footage of people that we know to to, be, to have been lying, like people like Scott Peterson and uh, what's her name, uh, Jody Arias and people like that who've murdered people and then lie about it. And I, because I, I find it fascinating when people can, the ways that people lie and how they can lie to themselves. And I don't know, a lot, we've talked about before, a lot of women tend to be more interested in true crime than men are, but, so that's a fascination of mine. Anyway, First thing he did here, he said, she said, did you sexually assault? That's a question that's like active. It involves you as a noun, like you. So when you, when he sets apart, now this doesn't mean he's lying. It's just, I noticed it right away is he didn't say, he didn't say do an active denial. He didn't say I didn't ah, do it. Yeah. Say I, he didn't put himself in it. If you're going to lie, it's easier sometimes for the brain to make it kind of removed and passive. Instead, he said, it didn't happen. It interesting. Didn't, this thing over here didn't happen. He didn't say, he didn't involve himself. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. That's super I mean, interesting. I didn't lying. notice that, but you're totally yeah. right. He passive voiced it. Yeah. And he did that all throughout the interview. 
kept he never said I didn't do it. He kept repeating it didn't happen. It didn't happen. This like this thing over here. And again, that doesn't mean he's lying. There are innocent people who use that passive language too. It's just something that you notice because sometimes that could be oh that's a tell. You know. Yeah, Daniel I says mean, he noticed that too. Yeah. I I will say um, on Friday when I mentioned this interview, I was like, well, at least Mika confronted him. But watching it again, I'm realizing like. I this is a charade. She they need to have someone confront him, and she just does it in a way that appears strong at first because it's a very direct question. But actually, she does a really bad job of confronting him. But we'll we'll continue, and I'm sure you'll comment on that part anyway. So, well, one other comment, real quick, before I move on, because somebody yeah. was pointing out Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton did one of these too. He did a different one. He used the active I. He said, "I did not have sexual relations with that woman." But that's also can be a tell is when people, instead of using contractions, they separate out the, the um, they separate out the contraction. So normally they, this is just a, t- a could be a tell, could not. But this is something people say to look for is generally if you're innocent, it's more likely that you might, you would just say, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Right. Like you rather than but I if did you're not. thinking really, yeah. rather than I did not because you're thinking really hard about the denial and that makes you separate out the I did not I think Scott Peterson did that one too I think Scott Peterson separated it out instead of using contractions yeah interesting okay it's interesting right yeah, yeah. Anyway. all right well let's uh let's continue do you remember her do you remember any any types of complaints that she might have made I don't remember any type of complaint she <clears throat> may have made. It was 27 years ago, and uh, I don't remember, nor does anyone else that I'm aware of. And uh, the fact is that I don't remember. I, I, I don't remember any complaint ever having been made. Can we just pause for a sec here? Um, yeah. There are... He says he doesn't remember, but he also says he's not aware of anyone else remembering. I mean, unlike Christine Blasey Ford, and we mentioned this last week, she has uh, pseudo-contemporaneous witnesses that she told, like I think a brother and uh, some other people. Like, it's not that – it's a weird thing to say, like, I'm not aware of anyone who remembers anything. Like, well, she does have people who claim to remember something, and Mika just lets that go by. She doesn't say – boo about that at all she doesn't seem to care all right let's keep going yeah well plus he says and notice again how hypocritical this critical this position is because he's saying it's 27 years ago well yeah so it was the kavanaugh allegations were that old if not older they were older they were like 35 years they were ago older yeah and you don't you don't did joe biden come out back then and say come on these allegations are more than 27 years old well, fortunately, no. one thing Mika does do is throw his words back in his face. So we'll I find like out that. what he yeah. what he said. Uh, so let's watch what what he said. Have you or your campaign have you reached out to her? No, I have not reached out to her. It's 27 years ago. There, this never happened. And uh, when she first made the claim, we made it clear that it never happened. And uh, that's as simple as that. In the past 30 minutes or so, you released a statement on Medium, and among other things, you, you, you write this. There's only one place a complaint of this kind could be, the National Archives. 
I am requesting that the Secretary of State ask of uh, the Senate ask the archives to identify any record of the complaint she alleges she filed. If there was any such complaint, the record will be there. Are you preparing us for a complaint that might be revealed in some way? Are you confident there is nothing? I'm confident there's nothing. No one ever brought it to the attention of me 27 years ago. This is any assertion at all. No one that so, I'm aware of in my campaign, at, excuse my, my Senate office at the time, is aware of any such uh, request and, uh, uh, or any such complaint. Uh, and, uh, and so the, I, 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 I'm not worried about it at all. If there is a complaint, that's where it would be. Okay, so I... I... I want to pause here for a sec because I I did that should be filed. I did look at something here. Okay. Um, cool. So let's. Uh, I've never seen it. So he's saying it will be filed in the National Archives. Yeah. The administrator of the National Archives says, um, he so Biden says if there's any such complaint, the record would be there. But a spokesperson for the archives. Business in, told Business Insider that the archives doesn't hold records from what was previously called the Office of Fair Employee Practices. It wouldn't be there. Um, so this is really weird because he says this. So Biden says like, oh, this is where it would be. It would be in the archives. Um, and no one refutes that except for the actual archives admin says, no, it wouldn't. That's not, we wouldn't keep those records. That wouldn't be here. Um, but Mika doesn't really ask him about that at all. And I don't expect her to know off the top of her head that that's true. Although, because what he said was issued in a statement 30 minutes earlier, uh, she does have a news team. They could have quickly called the archives and asked about it, but she didn't. Right. Well, well, plus it's, it's funny that you're going to see him like, I mean, this just is obvious. It seems like this is really bad uh, optics to me because it's so obvious, but maybe not. I guess people just are determined not to look at it. But he's basically saying if there was a complaint, and I don't remember if there was, I don't remember one, and, but if, the, if there was, it would be in the National Archives. So let's open up the National Archives and see. Um, but then later you're going to see him say, because she questions him about the archives at that co- at a college. Which right. college is it? I think it's Delaware. And, and Delaware. And she's like, but why don't we open up the archives in that at that college in Delaware too? And he's like, no. Why right. not? Well, Although, I know it's not there. <laughs> I hate to say <laughs> this, Carrie. Oh, what? I hate to say this, but someone in chat does have a good defense. In Joe Biden's defense... Mandy Fisher writes, I'm confident that Joe Biden doesn't remember anything. That's true. A, I like that. I that agree. is true, Mandy. No, but that's wrong on one level. He says with confidence later in this interview that he knows that there's no complaint in those archives at the college in Delaware. Therefore, we don't need to open up those archives. <laughs> that's true. That's How do true. you know that for sure? But you don't know. It's really funny. I don't know. There might be a complaint in the National Archives. Let's open them. But I don't know. Right. But I know there's not one over here. Yeah. I actually do know that there's not one here, and there's something over here in these archives and at the college that you don't want us to see. No, I don't actually think it, it, it's related to Tara Reid. I think there's something else in those archives 
in Delaware that he doesn't want us to see. I think that's what this is about. But yeah, we can talk about that later. Uh, I watched a, a short clip of uh, the Bannon thing that you sent. I didn't watch the whole thing, but they get into that. Yeah. All right. So uh, sorry, Mandy. We're going to remove your comment and we're going to keep going. I'm aware of. The New York Times has investigated this exhaustively. They didn't find uh, any of your former staff members were able to corroborate the details of this allegation. She did file. Did the New York Times investigate this exhaustively? <laughs> I don't. I just that don't was, believe that. I'm sorry. That was Jimmy Dore's point. Jimmy Dore oh, was like, okay. uh, "Yeah, but he had the same point. He goes, uh, I don't think the New York Times investigates anything exhaustively.' <laughs> yeah, like, right. I mean, remember how much work they did for." Um, do you remember how much work they did for uh, uh, Christine Blasey Ford? Like, oh, Blasey Ford, yeah. They, like weeks and weeks of like, did you ever know this person? Here's his yearbook. What could this possibly mean? Blah blah blah. Like, they did a lot Little of work. Triangle. <laughs> yeah, they they did a lot of stuff. I don't I don't think they have done that. But okay, Mika. All right, so uh, let's let's let it keep going file a police report a few weeks ago with the D.C. police. Um, but since you want to set the record straight, um, why limit this only to Tara Reid? Why not release any complaints that it may had been made against you during your Senate career? I'm prepared to do that. There, the best of my knowledge, there's been no complaints made against me in terms of my Senate career, in terms of my office, and anything that's been run. Look, this is an open book. There's nothing for me to hide. Nothing at all. You were unequivocal, uh, Mr. Vice President, back in 2018 during the Kavanaugh Here controversy and hearings. So wait, and she, this is she's about to do something actually good. She, yeah. She's going to throw his words in his face, uh, yeah. thankfully. I was shocked. You said that women should be believed. You said this. For a woman to come forward in the glaring lights of focus nationally, You've got to start off with the presumption that at least the essence of what she is talking about is real. Whether or not she forgets the facts, whether or not it's been made worse or better over time. She's going to be going on national television on Sunday. Tara Reid is coming forward in the glaring lights. To use your words, should we not start off with the presumption that the essence of what she's talking about is real? She says you sexually assaulted her. Look, from the very beginning, I've said... So wait, by the way, that's a good question. Like, that that's a good... She gets yeah. kudos for that. That was a good... Good job. That was a good job. Um, by the way, Ken for Chuck in chat says, her haircut makes me afraid for the manager. You know she's going to be asking to see the manager. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Kent, she is going to see the manager. Okay. Uh, her name's not Karen, though. It's, it's Mika. Okay, let's see. Look, from the very beginning, I've said believing women means taking the woman's claim seriously when she steps forward and, and then vet it, look into it. This That's not what she just said, he said. Right? Yeah. That's not what he said That's about Kavanaugh. He said that, that he said that you have to consider it. Uh, there's something you real there. Trust the truth, the essence of what she's saying is true. Yeah. <laughs> so I love that she gives him his exact words to him and said, should we apply this here or not? Which is basically a yes or no question. And instead of saying yes or no, he reframes what he said. When we have the benefit of the exact quote, but okay, reframe it. Right, he's like, well, I've always said, 
not what I yeah. not what you just said I said. Like that's not she just read you what you said. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh let's keep going. This, this that that's true in this case as well. Women have a right to be heard and the, and the press should rigorously investigate claims they make. I'll always uphold that principle. But in the end, in every case, the truth is what matters. And in this case, the truth is the claims are false. So this is back to your point earlier, Carrie. Uh, they don't, he never believed this when he said, like those were his words. He did say that, that these should be believed when it was re with respect to Kavanaugh and Christine Blasey Ford, but he never believed that. What he's saying now he believes because that is more yes. reasonable. And that's like, for those of us who back then were saying, hey, believe all women is ridiculous. You know, you could have been honest back then, but you know, you set a trap for yourself. Your own words are convicting you. Your own false beliefs. I don't believe for a second that Joe Biden is one of these true believers like Rose McGowan. I don't believe Joe Biden is seriously like, yes, believe all women, women can't lie. He just said it because it was politically expedient and they were all saying it and they're lazy. And now it ensnares him. And so he can't be honest and say, you know what? I don't think I ever believed believe all women. I've reconsidered it. You know, like you just, what could you say? I don't, yeah, it, I don't know what you could say. I guess you'd have to say, you know, in retrospect, obviously that was a, I misspoke. I That's not a, yeah. I shouldn't have said that, and I apologize. <laughs> right, yeah. Obviously, women can lie just like anyone else. All right, yeah. uh, let's see what he says now. Is it possible these claims are held in an NDA? Do you have any NDAs that have been signed by women who were employed by you? I have, there is no NDA sign, and no, no one's ever signed. I've never asked anybody to sign an NDA. There are no NDAs, period, in my case. None. So I, I have to pause on this, having been in, granted, I've never run for office. Uh, I call bullshit on that. Uh, there is no way that at his age, in his career, working on sensitive topics, that he has never had anyone sign an NDA. And if he hasn't, then that's gross incompetence. Uh, you absolutely have people sign NDAs. Uh, he didn't say, he didn't, he didn't use any wiggle language here. He didn't say like, well, no one has signed an NDA with regard to sexual harassment allegations or sexual assault allegations. Like, okay, that would be a caveat that maybe is believable. He said, no one's ever signed an NDA in doing business with me. That is just false. That has to be false. Or he's the most retarded business person on the planet. That can't be true. It can't be true. I just ran a little tiny entertainment company and I had my intern sign NDAs. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone signs NDAs all the freaking yeah. time. Yes. The only people that don't regularly sign NDAs and do business are investors when they hear pitches. Um, but even then, a lot of founders bring NDAs expecting investors to sign. And sometimes it becomes a discussion if the founder is naive and the investor has to explain, like, I can't sign NDAs for, you know, every company that I watch a pitch for. But NDAs are extremely common, extremely common. And if you're going to be in... I can, I can just imagine being a senator. I've got a uh, secret strategy for how I'm going to be dealing with my campaign. Um, I've got, uh, I, I probably have, you know, our own personnel secrets and like, just, there's just strategy and, and economics, like financial information. And like, there's just stuff that you don't want your competitors getting. All of that, guess how that's yeah. protected? NDAs. NDAs. 
I mean, no one doesn't sign an NDA. It's just ridiculous. It's it's just false. Okay. Your Senate documents at the University of Delaware were supposed to go public, and then they were resealed. The access was changed. I know that you're saying any HR complaints could be in the National Archives, but why not reveal your Senate documents that are uh, being held in Delaware? I know there's 1,800-plus boxes, um, but if, if, if she believes and she alleges that the complaints may be hidden there, why not strive for complete transparency? Why was the access to those documents sealed up when they were supposed to be revealed? Well, they weren't supposed to be revealed. They, I but this is a, that's a legitimate question also. So now she's like, well, why not the, why not the Delaware documents? I'm sure he has a great answer. Yeah, so the Delaware, Go ahead. From what I understand, and somebody correct me if I'm wrong, the Delaware documents were supposed to be made public in 2013. There was, or maybe it was 2015. No, I think he it was ga- I think he gave them to the to Delaware in 2013. They said it would take a couple years. A couple years, um, right? So to, to compile been... them or whatever, which I guess for a big bureaucracy, fine, it takes a couple years. Right, but a couple years would have been 2015. It's now 2020. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's your okay. okay. Yes, yeah. That was all. Okay. Well, don't worry. He's gonna do the math for you, Carrie, because um, you sucked at that. So two years, <laughs> 2013 plus two is 2021. You're wrong about that. We'll see. <laughs> the university said it's gonna take them time to go through all the boxes. They said it wouldn't be, and that wouldn't be before 2020 that that occurred or 2021. I can't remember the year they said. But look, a record like this can only be one place. It would be at the. It would not be at the University of Delaware. My archives. Did he just mistakenly say something true? Did he just yes. start to say like it would be at the university? It wouldn't be at the university. Yes, yes, he did. That's also another. Again, doesn't mean he's lying, but a lot of times when people are, they accidentally say the thing that is true. Sometimes. Yeah, I think he might have just done that. All right do not contain personal files my archives contain document and i said when i say personal personnel files they don't contain any personnel files there are public records my speeches my papers my position papers and if that document existed it would be stored in the national archives where documents from the office she claims to have filed her complaint with are stored that's where those they are stored. Did you pause it the senate controls those are yeah again that's not true yeah, I, I paused. That's, I paused. Here. For an unknown reason, our YouTube stream suddenly failed, but we were able to reconnect and continue the broadcast. All right. Uh, YouTube might have just let me resume the broadcast, which I didn't expect, but uh, maybe it did. Let me. I haven't even called Carrie to add her on, so let me add Carrie. Uh, can you guys let me know in chat if you see, uh, see if I'm, I'm there. Stream back. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. I think, uh, YouTube just kicked us out. I'm not sure. Here we are. I'm going to call Carrie here. Carrie. Hey. Hey, are we back? We're we're actually uh, 
the software I'm using allowed me to reconnect to the same stream. So I think we're, oh, we didn't wow. even change the chat. Um, but uh, I have no idea what just happened. I apologize, everyone. Um, I rebooted my computer. Possibly I didn't need to. It was probably a YouTube thing. Um, but I rebooted my computer just in case, uh, which is why it took so long. I probably shouldn't have done that. Um, but yeah, suddenly we were talking and doing the show and suddenly I just got a notice that said, your stream has ended. Uh, so who knows, who wow. knows what that was. Uh, but thank you diehards for staying in chat. We're back. Carrie, um, hey. <laughs> what were we even talking about, Carrie? We were talking well, about Joe Biden. I still have Joe Biden queued at the same spot because that's on a different computer. So, yeah, uh, we were playing Joe Biden. So let's get back into it. Cause I definitely want to get to the China part of Joe Biden. All right, so we're going to... That's a spoiler. All right, we'll jump back into Joe, uh, <laughs> and maybe we'll get maybe we'll get axed again for talking about Joe Biden. All right. Those archives. So I'm asking the Secretary of the Senate today to identify whether any such document exists. If it does, make it public. Right, but there are claims and concerns and um, reports in Business Insider, and she claims that possibly a complaint or some sort of record of this might be at the University of Delaware. So, for complete transparency, uh, why not push for the release of any documents with Tara Reid's name on them, whether it's at the University of Delaware or the National Archives? First of all, let's get this straight. There, is, there are no personnel documents, but you. <laughs> so, so this is weird, right? Again, she, she's weird. just like, why not? Why not release any documents that have her name? Well, I would, but there aren't any. Yeah, how are you so sure there aren't any? Maybe one got misfiled by mistake. Maybe one got misfiled on purpose. Well, he's just—he's so basically weird. saying, "Trust me, there aren't any." So I'm not going to show Trust you what is me. there. Yeah, but then, but then here's what's really funny. But I don't know what's in the National Archives. Perhaps there could be something there. Let's look. Let's look there. <laughs> right. But but yeah, I think even though I can't remember, you no, know there's nothing there, and <laughs> yeah. there's something here you don't want us to see. <laughs> right. Even though I barely know what I had for dinner last night, I'm intimately <laughs> right. familiar with all of the archives in Delaware, and she's not there. Don't worry. Right. All eighty. How many boxes was it? There were boxes 000? that would take them years know. to go through. I'm confident I'm there's confident nothing there, but I have no idea about the National Archives. could be. It's been seven long years, and they still haven't been able to get through all the boxes, but I know. <laughs> My teleprompter says that I, I know there's nothing there. Uh, all right. Um, let's, let's, uh, let's let it keep going can't do that. You wouldn't, for example, if you worked with me or I worked for you and you had my, my income tax returns, you had my well, whatever, they're, they're private documents. They're not for the, they don't, they don't get put out in the public. So they're not part of the public record that in fact is uh, that any senator or vice president or president has in their documents. If, look, there was one place that she could file the complaint. And the plaint and that office at the time was all those records from that office are in the archives and they're controlled by the Senate. That's where personnel documents would be if they exist. That's where the complaint would be if it exists. Right. So we've already covered that. That's not true. Yeah, we covered um, that. But this next and, part's good. Yeah, and I just yeah. I just wanna uh, someone pointed this out in chat and it bothered me when he said it too. Although it's I think it's just a minor slip up, but he's like you would have my tax returns, and I'm like, I don't. Employers don't get your tax returns. I don't know what, 
why would an employer have terrorist tax returns? <laughs> that doesn't make any yeah. sense. But uh, cemetery, cemetery of choice. I just have to read this because this is as someone who likes true crime. I, this is right up my alley. You can dig up my garden, see for yourself. How about your crawl space? You don't need to look in the crawl space. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. There's yeah. no dead. Trust me, there's no dead body in the crawlspace. If there were a dead body, it would be in the garden. I don't know. Let's go see. Yeah. What about the crawlspace? No, not the crawlspace. You're not going in the crawlspace. <laughs> Just trust Perfectly me. Perfectly put. Perfectly put. Nice job. Uh, can I come in and use your phone? Of course you may, sir. You may use the one in the, um... No. Uh, you could use the one in the... St no. Oh, would you be kind enough to wait in the, um, in, in the, um, uh, library? Sure. By the way, we forgot to thank, uh, we forgot to thank Kent, who gave us, uh, a thank super you, chat Kent. earlier. He says, get bent, hate watcher. It was on the screen. Get it, get it. It's gone now. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's continue with, <clears throat> with Joe. Given the fact that you have said in the past that if a woman goes under the lights and talks about something like this, we have to consider that the essence of this is real. Is the essence of what she is saying is real? Why do you think she's doing this? I'm not going to question her motive. I'm not going to get into that at all. I don't know why she's saying this. I don't know why after 27 years, all of a sudden this gets raised. I don't understand it. But I'm not going to go in and question her motive. I'm not going to attack her. She has a right to say whatever she wants to say. But I have a right to say, look at the facts. Check it out. Find out whether any of the, what she says is asserted or true. And based on the investigations that have taken place so far, to the best of my knowledge, by two major papers, they interviewed dozens of my staff members, not just senior staff, but staff members, I'm told. At least that's what they said. And yes. nobody. That this was not the atmosphere in my office at all. No one has ever said anything like this. So this is an interesting defense. Can I point out a couple things? <clears throat> first, sure. um, Mika get, lets him get off the hook a little bit by by first asking him the question that we want to that we want her to ask, which is, um, is there anything real here? Right? Because you said there must be something real, but she doesn't give him time to answer. Instead, she adds an easier question on top of that, which is, she says, is there anything real here? Why would she be doing this? And then she allows him to answer the second question without ever addressing the first. So she makes it sound like she posed the first question to him and it's been solved, but she didn't actually pose the first question in a way that he could, he couldn't even have answered it if he wanted to, because she didn't give him time. She just said, here's the first question and then done. Here's the next question. Um, so the other thing, uh, hold on. Are we, are we paused again? I don't think so. Are we? Oh, I don't know. My my own Damn video it. looks paused to me, so I don't know. Well, uh, Tara says in the super chat, if we're not paused, Tara just gave us a super chat. Thank you, Tara. And it says, she says, as a tax professional, I can tell you the tax returns tell you nothing interesting. You want to see the tax audit files. Wait a minute. Uh, I think we are paused again. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, this says that we're live streaming, so I'm going to assume that we're going. Yeah, um, now somebody says we're back. Video okay. froze. Is it just me or did the feed go down? And then somebody says, LOL, back. I, I, does that mean we're back? Can you guys hear and see us? Let us know. Yeah, what a mess. Uh, I, I don't even remember. YouTube's. 
We're in, someone says we're in and out, stalling and starting. Uh, I'm looking at. <laughs> I don't think it's my computer. I've got like very low CPU usage. Nothing's happening. It's got to be YouTube, but who knows? Um, I don't even remember where I was. Uh, so she didn't let him answer the question. Uh, I don't. Can I? We have to go replay because I don't even remember. I got distracted. Well, let's by just it. move on all right, with all the right. next point. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. that's fine. But Mr. Vice President, as it pertained to Dr. Ford, everyone wanted uh, on high-level Democrats said she should be believed that they believed it happened. You said if someone like Dr. Ford were to come out, the essence of what she is saying has to be believed, has to be real. No. Why? And no, what I Why? said it has Why to be. Why is it real for Dr. Ford, but not for Tara Reid? So that's good. This is a good question. Yeah, that's good. What's his answer? I'm sure it's an awesome answer. You ready? Yeah. There, because the facts are that, look, she, I'm not suggesting she had no right to come forward. And I never, and I'm not saying any woman, they should come forward. They should be heard. And then it should be investigated. It should be investigated. And if there's anything that makes it, that is consistent with what's being said, and she makes the case or the case is made, then it should be believed. But ultimately the truth matters. So this is a totally different stance than, than yeah. Kavanaugh, honestly, obviously. Oh, and I know what I was gonna say earlier. His, his defense, and this has been the Biden campaign's defense, <clears throat> which is, which is uh, totally a partisan defense. The, the defense thus far has basically been Biden is a stand-up guy. This is not the kind of thing that he would have... It doesn't fit with his personality, therefore we can dismiss her. Um, now, a bunch of Republicans said that about Kavanaugh. I don't think it carried the same weight. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> oh, he's, he's a stand-up guy. That's basically what Biden was saying about his atmosphere in the office. Um, and now, obviously, he's saying... He's lying. He's saying, well, I, I didn't, you know... What I said was blah, 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 and he makes up something that's more reasonable than what the quote that she just told him, he said. Let's see if there's more. The truth matters. It's period. I fought my entire life to change, to change the whole notion of the law and the cultural sexual, uh, around the culture around sexual assault. And I fought to strengthen and protect the process for survivors. I believe it would come a long way, and we have a long way to go in this system before. <laughs> this is like, by the way, this part of him doing this, I don't know if this gives you this vibe, Carrie, but to me, he sounds like the creepy male feminist. Like, I love women. Women are great. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a woman's best ally. Uh, Want to yeah. come over tonight to watch Netflix and chill? Like, I totally feel like he's got the, the creepy, creepy vibe. Um, oh, uh, Marie Buskey just gave us a super chat. She says, uh, diesel money for YouTube's generator out back. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, uh, <laughs> we, I have a generator. I think I need the cooperation of YouTube to pull this off. Okay, let's get, let's keep going. For we, in fact, are in a position that there's a fair and unbiased view. But at the end of the day, it has to be looked at. These claims are not true. There's no cooperation. I mean, they're not true. Mr. Vice President. I don't know what else I can uh, say to you. Well, uh, I'm going to try and ask many different ways. 
Uh, Stacey Abrams uh, said during the Kavanaugh hearings, I believe women, I believe survivors of assault should be supported and the voice is heard. Kirsten Gillibrand tweeted, do we believe women? Do we give them the opportunity to tell their story? We must be a country that says yes every time. They now both support you. Nancy Pelosi falls into this category too, as well as many other leaders in the Democratic Party. Are women to be believed? Are women to be believed unless it pertains to you? <laughs> Look, women are. Carrie, is there some tell you can teach me about this? I don't know. That facial expression to me just, I want it to be something. Maybe it's nothing, but I, I don't know. Yeah. Let's hear his answer on this, though. I just, his whole, like. Yeah. All right. We'll hear his answer. I want you to educate me on tells. Are to be believed, given the benefit of the doubt, if they come forward and say something that is that they said happened to them, they should start off with the presumption they're telling the truth then you have to look at the circumstances and the facts. And the facts in this case do not exist. They never happened. And there's so many inconsistencies in what has been said in this case. So yes, look at the facts. And I assure you, it did not happen, period, period. You know, Carrie, if only Kavanaugh had thought to say this, I'm sure... I'm sure we wouldn't have had the circus that we did. I think he just needed to say those words and it would have been fine. Um, yeah, I don't want to get lost in the weeds on this. Again, for, cause right. for me, the, the accusations, it doesn't matter. But like everything he's saying could be said about Kavanaugh and Blasey Ford. Absolutely. And actually, yes, these these Tara Reid allegations have a lot more weight behind them than the Blasey Ford ones did. But I don't want to have that conversation it's not about that. It's about his hypocrisy in his statements. And like, I'm not talking, I'm not calling you out. Yeah, no, no, Carter. that's fine. That's general, fine. This is the conversation that I feel like they want to pull us into. Let's compare the merit of each accusation. That's their defense. No, that's not the conversation, Joe Biden. And you're wrong, by the way. Her allegations have more merit. She has more circumstantial evidence than Blasey Ford had. Her mom went on Larry King in the 90s and talked about this, you know, like, this, there's more there, but I don't even have that conversation, Joe Biden, because that's not what this—that's not what this is about. This is about your words. Do you stand by your words or not? Which is that we always believe women and we assume the essence of truth in what they're saying. Well, then why are you not doing that now with you? Oh, because you never believed that over here. You're in a fairness, hypocrite. yeah. In fairness, Dr. K points out in chat that uh, did he just suggest that we start with a presumption of guilt? I think he did suggest that, Dr. K. I think he, he did. He did suggest that, but he thinks that uh, the presumption of guilt, you can presume that he's guilty when Tara Reid comes forward, but he said that it didn't happen, so therefore he's not guilty. That the, the standard for proving innocence is pretty low if you're Joe Biden. And see, if they trick you into having an argument about the merits of each accusation, then you've already lost the argument because now you're talking about what they want you to talk about, which is that this is somehow different. This is somehow different. Let's talk about how or why this might be different. It's not different. That's why I don't want to talk about the details of each accusation. It doesn't matter. Do you stand by what you said, which is believe all women or not? You, oh, you don't in this case? Well, then you're a bloody liar. I love like, that you're learning that politicians are liars. Okay. Uh. <laughs> but why is it different now? Do you regret what you said during the Kavanaugh hearings? 
decent question. What I said during the Kavanaugh hearings was that she had a right to be heard. And the fact that she came forward, the presumption would be she's telling the truth unless it's she wasn't telling the truth. Oh, that's dumb. Now notice that she, she lets him get away with this, right? She just read what he said during the Kavanaugh hearings. Yeah. And, and, and he says, what I said was, but you got to start with this. But he's, he's got a much more nuanced, still wrong, but much more nuanced view now. Uh, and she doesn't call him and say, no, I just read what you said. It says it right here. This is what you said. Uh, she doesn't do that. She just lets him claim that, you know. As we... Uh, Look, this is a very... I'm sorry. Go ahead. Please. No, no, that's As all. we await for the records from the National Archives, are you absolutely certain? Are you absolutely positive there is no record of any complaint by Tara Reid against you? I am absolutely positive that no one that I'm aware of ever has been made aware of any complaint, a formal complaint made by or a complaint by Tara Reid against me at the time this allegedly happened 27 years ago or until the, I announced for pre well, it was, I guess it was in April or May of this year. So did you notice that he uh, didn't say no? He said, uh, yeah, I'm on. <laughs> he's sure that he's unaware. We're all sure yeah, of that. Yeah, Except he's confident it's not in the Delaware archives. <laughs> right. <laughs> I know of no one who's aware that any complaint was made. I've got two more Nor questions. Has the first. Okay, please. Go ahead. The first. Here, we're getting to it now. University of Delaware records. Do you agree with the reporting that those records were supposed to be revealed to the public and then they were resealed for a longer period of time until after you leave, quote, public life? And if you agree with that, if that's what happened, why did that happen? Because, look, the fact is that there's a lot of things that of speeches I've made, positions I've taken, interviews that, that, that I did overseas with people, all of those things relating to my job. And the idea that they would all be made public in the fact while I was running for public office, they could be really taken out of context. The papers are position papers. They are documents that existed and, and uh, that, that when I, for example, when I go, when I met this with, is awesome. when I met with whomever and all of that to be fodder in a campaign at mm -hmm. this time, I don't know of anybody who's done anything like that. And so pause it, pause archives it. is the only place there would be any. I love this, Gary. Okay, so I love this. Can I say something? Yes, I, mean, I yes. love this too. So a couple things. You right when you said this is awesome. It, just in case people didn't hear it, he was saying like with Putin. Okay, now that I think is a red herring that he's tossing in there. First of all, so yeah. so here's the essence of what he's saying, and and I, and I, I'm borrowing this from probably Jimmy Dore and the Bannon podcast because I heard both of them talking about this. But he is saying to us. Because I am running for public office, my public documents of what I did when I previously served in a, the capacity of a public op, when I previously served the public, should not be made public. He is <laughs> yes. Public yes, he is my, saying my resume should be secret. That's what he's saying. Should be secret. Yes, my records of when I previously served the public should not be made public because I'm running to serve the public again. Right, right. I want to be the president of the United States, but we can't look at anything I did as a senator. 
that would be unfair. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't I, I, because I can't think of, I can't think of anyone that's ever ha- had to do this for ha- and and I think it was on the Bannon podcast they were like how about everyone that's ever run for president it's like you have a public record they're in an archive we should be able to see those doc they're meant they're intended to be public these documents not just president any office you yeah. look at their performance in other offices and he's like well I had now, conversations with people and they would be taken out of context yeah, so this is the part that I think is a red herring, and I think he, I think he said this on purpose because the media is so stupid that if they do, if they do understand what he's saying here, then then he's putting this red herring in, so they'll look at that instead. He starts to say because I had meetings with people and dealings with people, and and then it's almost like you're saying more than you're giving away more than you want to give away. So then you say like Putin. Because you don't care if they look into your meetings with Putin because you don't think there's anything there, right? Right. Well, because so like Putin. Yeah, because his scandals are not around Russia. They're around Ukraine and China. So uh, yes, Ukraine and China. <laughs> so if they start looking into it, it's like there's stuff in there about the Ukraine that he probably doesn't want us to see. There's stuff in there about China that he probably doesn't want us to see. I think this is this is much the reason he doesn't want us to go in those Delaware archives is really interesting. Why is that? I actually don't think it has to do with terror raid. I think it has to do with something else. And this is this is like the Vannon show said, he just buried the lead here. This is the lead. And if Micah had picked up on it, you know, and maybe people will pick up on it now, but it's like, oh, you don't want us to go in there because you had meetings with world leaders and you talked to people and you, you wrote position papers and none of that is relevant. Apparently, when you're running for public office, we, we shouldn't get to see your, your records from the last time you served public, in public office. I, I, that one, it, that one is so. Cro- By the way, Daniel Taylor, I just threw his chat up. He says, "Worse, they might be taken in context." Right? That's actually what he's. <laughs> that's what he's afraid that's of, Daniel. Afraid of? They might be taken in context. Yes. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. I mean, the go. guy. I I I can't. I really can't fathom the. Uh, how the Democrats, and, and but by the Democrats I mean the cathedral as well. How they gloss over this and put out this idea that like. This guy that we're propping up to be the next president of the United States wrote position papers on public policy and international affairs relevant to the function of the presidency uh, and his beliefs. And those should be sealed so that we can't find them because they're not something that should be part of a campaign. It's, it's, it's literally two plus two is five from 1984. It's literally that crazy. Yeah, I can't think of hilarious. anything more relevant than what he just described. Yeah, like, <laughs> like this, the number one story coming out of this, if the media was worth their salt, which they're not, but the number one story would be, why doesn't the former vice president want us looking at his documents in Delaware? Like that's that's the interesting question here. They're literally uh, the most have... relevant thing you could look at. They're the most important part of his <laughs> resume. The most important. Yeah. It's like, I'd like to work as an engineer, but I can't let you see any code I've ever written anywhere. Because I'm trying to get this job. (laughs) (laughs) Right, yeah. Because I really want to get this job as a software engineer. Uh, So so you really, I shouldn't let you review any of my code in the past, obviously. Yeah. I just don't, I don't. 
and no one okay. and she doesn't say anything about this she doesn't call him on all right but yeah I, we should No, but on she it. does say there's one last part of this that's kind of interesting and this is where okay. she says well hey if basically she's like if you don't want us to get into all the documents in delaware why don't we just run a name search on tara reed and see what that pulls up see if it pulls up anything with tara reed yeah and then and he just pretends like he doesn't understand how that would work yeah all right, let's it's let's watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Anything having to do with personnel records. There are no personnel records in the Biden papers mm -hmm. at the university. So uh, personnel records aside, are you certain there was nothing about Tara Reid in those records? And if so, I am absolutely certain. why not? Why not approve a search of her name in those records? Approve a search of her name. Yes, and reveal well, anything not... that might be related to Tara Reid in the University of Delaware records. There is nothing. They wouldn't. They're, they're not there. And if they, if it's, I, 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 you know, I don't understand what you're, the point you're trying to make. The point there of no <laughs> definition. The point I'm trying to make is that you are approving and actually calling for a search of the National Archives records of uh, yes. anything pertaining to Tara Reid. I'm asking why not do the same in the University of Delaware records, which have raised questions because they were supposed to be re revealed to the public and then they were sealed for a longer period of time. Why not do it for both sets of records? Because the material in the University of Delaware has no personnel files, and it has, but it does have a lot of confidential conversations that I had with the president about a particular issue that I had with the heads of state of other places, that that would not be something that would be revealed while I was in public office or while I was seeking public office. It just stands the reason, the best of my knowledge, no one else has done that either. <laughs> I'm, I'm just talking about her name, not anybody else in those records. He's very convincingly naive. Well, we're about to get to the next part and the final thing I wanted to see in this, which is when he, we're almost there. Can you hit play? <laughs> yeah, sure. I just, this is yeah. awesome. How do you... the president or anybody else. I'm just asking why not do a search for Tara Reid's name in the University of Delaware records? Look, I mean, who 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 does that search? <laughs> that's it. That's it. <laughs> University of Delaware. Uh, perhaps you. That's it. Like like you said, he's he's uh? terribly naive. It's like, but I know nothing's there. But I don't understand what you're even asking because there's nothing there. Well, who? How would you even do a search? If I were Micah, I would have said, um. I'll do it. <laughs> like, right. Well, she kind of does. She's like, well, Delaware could do it. Like, I think she even mentions later, we don't have to play it, but I think she even mentions like, you could appoint a group of lawyers to look through it. And yeah. it. like, there's plenty of ways to do <laughs> searches and not reveal stuff. I, yeah. Um, How would you even do that? He's so good. He's so, he's so beautifully uh, clueless. Um, by the way, yeah. thank you to Sean Welsh in Super Chat. He says, uh, the real question is, will Trump have Tara sitting in front row at the debates? I, that would be awesome. Keep up the good. Uh, he probably will. Keep up the good work, guys. I'm here from AJ, AJW's channel, Actual Justice Warriors channel. Um, Thank you, so if, you have, if you haven't missed, if you haven't seen the Actual Justice Warrior interview, you should check it out. Uh, he's awesome. So, yeah, so, Carrie. Yeah, I mean, okay, so 
all the Tara Reid, there's several things we, we wanted to talk about. I think we pretty much covered it thoroughly how gross the hypocrisy is in the way the media is treated. In general, the media activist politicians, Biden, have treated this these allegations versus how we all remember they treated the Blasey Four ones against Kavanaugh. Um, but but the, the other thing now that that we're kind of getting into here, which I got really interested about, is these records in Delaware. Why is it that he's so adamant against us get, getting into the records in Delaware? Yeah, maybe it's because there's something from Tara reading there, but I actually don't think that's it. I think it's something, there's something else in there he doesn't want us to see that would make, you know, he basically told us, because I'm running for president and I don't want you to see what's in there. <laughs> okay. So uh, in yeah, there? no, he. I was going to say, I, I wouldn't have wanted to look, but now I, I kind of do. Uh, by the way, oops, that was Eckhart Tolle, but I mistakenly put your thing up there, Eckhart. Not that it's a bad chat comment, but I meant to put Keith, uh, the hat guy up, who super chatted us. Thanks, Keith. He says, Sleepy Joe, try control F. <laughs> um, and uh, also, Tara is changing her name, which is sad. Tara in super chat says... Uh, I'm officially changing my name to Tax Terra. I don't think it's a good name. I think whatever your current name is, you should keep. Uh, Carrie, so did you uh, did you look into this? Did you look into any of these things well, that might be? So in? I think again, you guys, it's kind of interesting to listen to someone on the left, like Jimmy Dore, and then go listen to someone on the right, like on Bannon's podcast. I respect both of these guys, and they have entirely different world philosophies. However. They both seem to be, to me, principled people in search of the truth, which means that they have a large overlap. Because if you think if you think about like people are searching the truth and the truth resides here or here, wherever, they're both going to end up there on some things if they're truly searching for it and they're putting that above ideology. So they overlap on some things, although they have wildly different perspectives. And so anyway, I was listening to the Jimmy Dore podcast on this, and then I listened to Bannon, and they started talking about how they started talking about Biden's relationship with China. Um, they've been focusing a lot on China recently because they've been focusing on the pandemic and, um, and and they've been doing a lot of informative episodes on China. But anyway, they've played this clip that they found back in December, I think they found it. And it's Biden. Do you want me to tell what it is or do you want to just play it? Uh, I can, I can, it, it's up to you either way. What do you want? To why, do? why don't you play that part? It's him bragging about how he's had uh. more private one-on-one time with a particular world leader than anyone else has um, and this is kind Biden of interesting me, with, with me. this credit on this uh, for finding this here it is here it is here it is broke this um way back in the war room impeachment days this my friends is why joe biden is so terrified about what's in those delaware records for china i've spent a lot of time apparently i was told by uh the folks of state, I've spent more time in private meetings with Xi Jinping than any world leader. I have 25 hours of private dinners with him, just he and I, and one interpreter. Um, and uh, let's let's just play that once again because we missed the beginning of that. This is from the Council on Foreign Relations. This I've is spent the same a lot thing. Of time. Apparently, I was told by uh, the folks of state, I've spent more time in private meetings with Xi Jinping than any world leader. I have 25 hours of private dinners with him, just he and I, and one interpreter. Um, and uh... and one interpreter, Jack, was that okay? Yeah. So so the thing that he's hiding or that he's concerned about, especially could be. Could, yeah, could, could be uh, especially right now 
based on the, shall we say, somewhat heightened tensions between China and the U.S., um, is is that of all of the people, the State Department claims that, or at least told him that, hey, you've spent more one-on-one time with Xi Jinping, and uh, that that she is the. Uh, leader of the Communist Party in China. He is the reason that uh, China has become more draconian over the last 10 years or so. So Biden is very tight with China. Um, and if people start looking at that, I mean, I don't, I, 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 I assume maybe you know this, Carrie, but like on one of these trips over to China, Biden, um, he brought his son, he went into a private one-on-one meeting with uh, Xi and his son hung out with the the delegation and when they came back 10 days later his son's startup had like a billion dollar contract from china yes. from the china bank uh which was later expanded to 1.5 billion dollar contract so there's definitely uh yes. some shall we say suspicious activity that might come out yeah, Daniel pointed, Daniel Keene pointed that out in chat, too, about the uh, flying to China on Air Force Two with Hunter on board on a trip that Hunter closed a huge investment deal with a Chinese company. Yeah, there's stuff in there that could, could make potentially, there, there is potentially stuff, let me put it, potentially there is stuff in there that could look bad, or and maybe it could look bad because it is actually bad. Um, right. Well, we, we don't know. That, we're not con- yeah, like we're not we convicting know. Hunter Biden of anything. It's just that if you know, look up Rosemont Seneca, which I think was this investment firm, and like he waltzed into China ten days later, came out with a billion dollar check. He happened to be there on his like with his dad, who was the vice president, yeah. and and the check is from the Chinese bank or Bank of China. I mean, that's you know. And, and now, suspicious. and now, I want to point out something that's well, and the thing about. Aside from the Hunter Biden stuff in China, just the fact that he's bragging about having met with Xi Jinping over 25 hours in private with just one interpreter. And you can guarantee that that interpreter was probably provided by the Chinese Communist Party and not by the U.S. <laughs> but um, they they he's bragging about that. And, and turn your mind. I know the news changes so fast here, but turn your mind back to just a year or two ago when the media flipped out for days on end about Trump meeting with Putin alone for two hours. Do you guys remember that? And just do a search for Trump Putin alone and you'll see article after article after article after article about how uh, it's it's treasonous. He shouldn't be meeting with Putin. This is dangerous. This is this is all again, the way they the double standard, it it, it sometimes I find it so baffling that people, other other people, I, I, that partisanship can blind someone to how differently they treat this stuff. So Trump has a two-hour meeting alone with Putin. Oh my gosh, he needs to be impeached. This is treason. Uh, Biden brags about meeting with the leader of the Chinese Communist Party, Xi Jinping, for over 25 hours alone. Not a More than anyone else. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah, more than anyone else. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> I was I was thinking about this and like this is the key to what makes Trump I think unique in terms of presidents and presidential candidates is I don't I actually don't think this is a left right thing so much as a uh, deep state cathedral thing versus outsider because I don't um, the the media doesn't care about Russia they don't care about Russian collusion. Um, 
they don't they they only care about it as a means to get at Trump. All of the elites. So yes. we talk about like oh, there's a lot of globalists at the high levels of society at the at the in the rich levels. Billionaires are already globalists. Like wealthy individuals are already globalists, with the exception of some very wealthy individuals in countries like China who can't get their money out. But in general. Uh, Wealthy individuals in the West are diversified globally. They have relationships all around the globe. They're already globalists in in the way that they function. They function as globalists. And so um, they don't – and also, like, it's naive to think of, like, well, this is an American businessman, and he's about freedom, and he wouldn't have be friends with the communist China person because they're about communism. Like, that's an old Cold War relic kind of a thought that's not how people think anymore. First of all, China is, yes, they're communists, but they're predominantly just really good authoritarian tax farmers. So they're not, they're not like, they're not, you know, Trotsky wouldn't be like, yay, great job, she. Like, this, is, this is not a, this is not like communism in the classical sense. This is authoritarianism. And the reason that they have money to spend is because precisely because they haven't been implementing communism. They've been implementing a really well-managed tax tax farm and authoritarian farm and they've given people enough freedom to create wealth that they can then steal and use to bribe and all this other stuff so if you're if you're wealthy um and you're a member of the the wealthy elite you are a lot of wealthy elite not all of them but a lot of the wealthy elite they don't have any problem doing business with chinese governments it's just another way to get money it's get access to the chinese market or get some of that cash or or whatever this is not a this is not unique. And so I think, to me, I look at this and I'm like, has Biden done some questionable things? Is he, yeah, probably, who knows? But he's probably not alone. The only reason they care about any of this stuff with Trump is because he's not one of them. That's why they care about it. He's not He's not one of them. That's, that's the only reason. The only reason they care about Russia. They wouldn't care about Russia at all they, if it wasn't for Trump. You know what? You're absolutely right, Carter. And oh my gosh, I should send you this link. I, I also watched an old Jimmy Dore podcast from three years ago. It was when he first started his his YouTube podcast, and it was him talking about what at the time were new updates on uh, uh, Russia and the Steele dossier. And one of the things he pointed out in that video, and I've never seen anyone else point this out, he went through the WikiLeaks archives of Hillary's emails, and he showed an internal email where the Hillary Clinton campaign was talking amongst, amongst itself. And they had done a poll, and they found that her biggest weakness was Russia. That she gave 20% of our uranium to Russia at the, mm. at the same time that Russia put $140 million into the Clinton Foundation, and I think it was $500,000 directly into Bill Clinton's personal pocket. Yeah, for speaking at some convention <laughs> or something. speaking probably, at some yeah. convention, right. And and so the uranium, her her ties to Russia and giving Russia twenty percent of our uranium, they found in a poll that once people heard that, they were really unlikely to vote for her. And out of all the issues, they were like, "This is our weak point, Russia." What do you do? What do you do if you're a good strategist? If you're, what's the? You turn uh, it into your strength. You turn yep. it into your strength. You take your weakness and you put it on your opponent. And so if you can t at that moment say, look, our greatest weakness is Russia, we're going to make Trump's greatest weakness Russia. That way, if they ever and if we are successful at that and people associate Trump with Russia, if Trump ever tries to turn it back around on us and rightly point out our weakness here, 
we can say that's laughable. You're just doing it because it's your weakness. And right. We all know you're Putin's lapdog. You're Putin's lapdog. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. so right after right after that internal wiki email, which is in WikiLeaks, and people can read it, where the Clinton campaign is going, hey, Russia's our biggest weakness. Right after that is when they started paying for the Steele dossier. Remember, at first it was an undisclosed Republican primary opponent who had funded, it was revealed, had funded the Steele dossier. And that turned out to be John McCain. Well, then once, once Trump won the Republican primary, the Clinton campaign took over payments to Fusion GPS, who funded the Steele dossier. The Clinton Foundation was paying for, and for, by the way, for a year, they denied that it was them. Behind, they lied to us for a year. We know that on record. The Washington Post reported it, that it was, the, for a year, they lied and they acted contemptuous and haughty whenever anybody suggested that they were behind the still dossier. They paid Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS used for the sources in that document, uh, members of the Russian, the government, the Kremlin. So it's like, Everything they've tried to put on him, Russian collusion, whatever. Guess what? Jimmy Dore made this point excellently. I'm, I'm butchering it. I'm going to. This is all work that he did. He did this video. It's like the Clinton campaign paid for the Fusion GPS to collude with members of the Russian government to get dirt on a U.S. presidential candidate and put together a dossier full of dirt on a U.S. presidential candidate. And then what do they end up, they, they, exactly the thing they did, they end up accusing him of. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I think uh, if you are interested in the Russia story um, and Spygate generally, um, I think Dan Bongino's got by far the, the most extensive best coverage on this stuff. But absolutely, the, the Clintons, um, they went through Fusion GPS, they went through Perkins Coie, they paid for the Steele dossier. Um, the FBI now we just saw recently the FBI knew that the information in the Steele dossier was incorrect or, or hearsay um, and ignored that anyway and they used it to get warrants um, uh, or to, to get wiretaps. Uh, we there's also a lot of evidence that they um, they set all these people up. They tried to set up George Papadopoulos. They tried to set people up mm -hmm. through their contacts, um, through their Russian contacts. Um, there was collusion in the 2020 campaign between a campaign and Russia, and that collusion was Hillary's campaign. Hillary um, Clinton. <laughs> yeah. So, um, and and it's uh, you know it's a very complicated thing, and I don't I couldn't do it justice, but. Dan um, Dan Bongino, if you're interested, just go check out Dan Bongino's stuff. He is, uh, he's spot on. He's he's on top of this like a, a bulldog or whatever. I don't know. Good analysis. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and if you are on the left and want to hear someone on the left talking about it, this one particular episode of Jimmy Dore's podcast was really great too. Um, yeah, I I don't I haven't seen it, but yeah, it sounds like he's similar similarly looking at this stuff. Um, but it's just crazy when you look at some of the stuff. Uh, it sounds trite to say, but in almost every single example, it's projection. Um, almost every single thing that the Clinton campaign accuses someone else of, they are doing. Uh, it's yeah. it's fascinating. It's fascinating. It's amazing. Um, it's, and they've got the entire cathedral this. supporting them. Yep. Yeah, you couldn't write a better... Like if this were a thriller, on I would be watching. If this were a movie, I'd be like all over this. <laughs> but if this is better than a movie, it's more fascinating than a movie. Maybe someday it'll be a movie. Uh, Little Ragamuffin says like White on Rice. Yeah, sure, that's a good one. Like White on Rice. It's too late though. It's too late for my analogy. Um. Yeah, I don't know, Carrie. Anything else you got? What else you got? No, I just 
I just thought that was very interesting in uh, the Xi Jinping stuff and and again, why is it? Why is it just? Yeah, why doesn't Biden want us to get into those Delaware records? He he really doesn't want us to open those. Th- that means there must be something there, or potentially something there that he doesn't want us to read because he's he said as much. I'm running for president, so I don't want you to read that stuff. I and mean, that's pretty much what he said. So now I want to read it. I want to know what's in there. And I I just personally I have no evidence of this, but I don't. I I, I bet it's something worse than a terror read allegation. Something that is is worse than that. So who knows. Well, I mean, you know, my his he kind of even said, right? Like I have position papers and things that I've said. Like it's it's he kind of said my resume is bad and I don't want it used against me. Yeah. And that's kind of what he said. Like, well, you know, I wouldn't want you to look at how I ran, you know, how what I did when I was in office cuz you could use that against me. Hey. Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you think he's going to still end up being the nominee? Because I, or do you, do you think there's fracturing okay. on the, Here's on the what, left? This is a great question, Carter. Uh, again, this is more fascinating and unbelievable than a movie. And so then I'm like, the things that you think are impossible will probably happen. <laughs> like Hillary swoops in and yes, <laughs> runs again. <laughs> so Mike, Mikey Harlow, our friend Mike Harlow, has been t- saying from the beginning that he thinks Hillary's going to run. I think it was Mikey saying that. And, uh, and we'll give I him just, credit if it happens. And if it happens, like I have a feeling he might be right. I didn't. Used to, I used to think that was ludicrous, but now I'm like, they put they they put Joe Biden Joe Biden Joe Biden into this position. Um, he's he's obviously has some ment- type of mental um, faculties problems going on. Like he's he's not able to speak as coherently as he once was. Um, he seems to maybe be having some memory issues. Who knows? But it's uh, you know it's almost like they put him in there because they know they're going to have to pull him out at some point, and then then it'll be more palatable to say, well, okay, we're just going to put Clinton in this position. I don't know. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't put it past them. I wouldn't put it past the Clintons. I'll put it that way. I think that's really, that would be an amazing movie. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I could kind of, I could kind of see it. I could see here to be in here because it is uh, May the 4th. I have a, um, I have a meme I will share with everyone uh, <laughs> about Joe Biden because it's a Star Wars Slash Joe Biden meme. Let me see. Uh, <laughs> this is, <laughs> for those of you who are uh, listening, this is the scene in the, uh, I guess it's the first of the last set of movies where, I don't, what's her name, Carrie? Do you remember her? I don't even remember who these people are. I don't are. remember. Whatever. The chick who's magically going to be yeah. a Jedi. Uh, she hikes up the mountain and she hands Luke his... Uh, his old um, lightsaber and he takes it and throws it away and the, the meme is just she's the teleprompter the a complete sentence is the lightsaber and Joe Biden is Luke Skywalker yeah. who just throws it away uh, I do feel like Funny. it is like that watching Joe Biden and I, I know that wasn't the best meme to share but it's May the 4th so I'm trying to bring everything so together. if Clinton ends up running Becky in chat says um <laughs> you know, she'll run as if she has to swoop in to save the day. And yes, since we just read and discussed Animal Farm, it would be a bit like, you know how the pigs take all the milk and 
and honey for themselves or whatever, the milk and apples, and they're like, do you think we like eating all this delicious milk and apples? I don't want to have to run. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to eat this delicious milk and apples. I don't want to sleep in the bed. Uh, I just we have to do this to help you guys. We're doing this for you. We're taking all the. Hillary Clinton would totally run like that. Yeah. I could totally see her going. I could totally see her like leaning back in a chair and going, "I was happy to retire, but you yeah, know, the country just needs me." They need me. She. That's exactly what she would do. She would be the beleaguered, like, do you think I want to be here doing this? Right. <laughs> you know, Mika, I was I was enjoying my walks in the woods. <laughs> that's, a, that's a I was looking for places to hide Epstein. What? That's a tactic. I used to, back when I used to be a manager, we would sometimes have, uh, you know, you'd be on guest list to get into shows and stuff, right? And one of the best lines I ever used, but it actually was truth. But I can see people using this as a line. We were trying to get into it was a a quest love show, I think. And we really were on the guest list, but we weren't. We were supposed to be on the guest list, but we weren't. And I had to Which get happens these, a lot. These comedians Yeah, and I had to get these comedians in and I had to go to bed. It was late and I and, and I really was like and they were like, You're not on the list. And I did I was like, Do you think I wanna be here? Do you think I wanna be at this show? I don't wanna be here like all these people. I wanna go home and go to bed. But I have to get in here. <laughs> Honestly, Carrie. Like, oh, well, come on in. <laughs> honestly, I think I've done that as well. Um, but it was true. I didn't want to be there. It was true. Uh, yeah. It was true in my case too. I was like, I don't want to be here. Do you think I want to see this late night show? <laughs> yeah. I would often like point to myself because it would be at like music festivals that that would happen sometimes, and I'd be like, Look at me. Do I look like I'm at? Sh- I should be at an EDM festival. Do you think I want to be here? Like. I'm a nerd. I want to be in bed. It's three in the morning. Yeah. yeah. See, this was true with you and I, but people can use that as a tactic. That's totally what Clinton's going to do. you think I want to be running for office? I don't. <laughs> I do she will. Because I have to. <laughs> She'll use it. She'll use it. I, You know, I have to apologize to Ninja Kitty. Ninja Kitty wants me to rant. I don't have anything in particular to rant about. Um, yeah. You. Hey, Carrie, do you think... Uh, what if Biden appoints Hillary as his running mate and then, for health issues, steps down? Do you think this would work for Hillary? Or does she want to actually get elected? I think it would work for her. I, don't, I just think she wants the power. Because th- think of it. Think of all the stuff she's said sh- since she's lost. She's a narcissist. She doesn't she, – I mean, Trump's a narcissist too, but she's a narcissist. She's never taken – it's never a narcissist's fault. She's never once – taken a shred of responsibility for not she doesn't think she lost yeah campaign she doesn't <laughs> think she lost she believes she won she believes all I, I mean it's all somebody else's fault it's the fault of deplorables it's the fault of racists and white supremacists it's the fault of sexists it's the fault of russia it's like the fault of bernie everyone bernie voters everyone except her campaign so I don't think she cares how she gets there. It's not a matter because in her mind, like you said, she's already won. Like so, she could be she could she could be on the ticket as VP. He could step down. She's president, and she would feel every inch of that office was hers and fully won by her. You know, she doesn't have to win. She feels already that she won. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, she's definitely said as much basically that she she won. Uh, so. Yeah. Um, and she definitely feels entitled and that, that the election was stolen from her. So if she had to steal it through, uh, I mean, I don't even think they would have to kill Joe Biden. I think, uh, 
I think they could just be like, it's time to go home, Grandpa. Uh, God. He would just <laughs> step here. down. Yeah, he would just, yeah. He would just step down. Uh, There's a really yeah. funny Facebook group that someone added me to. It's called um, Daily Updates on Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. And every day since 2016, they post an update to the page and it says, she lost. <laughs> <laughs> It made me laugh so hard that you just scroll through and it's just like days and days of she lost, she lost, she lost. Right. It's like people are funny. People crack me up. Anyway. Well, maybe okay, we'll see that. Well, maybe we'll see. Uh, maybe we'll see Hillary on the ticket um, with uh, with Biden. Yeah. I yeah, wouldn't maybe. put it put it past him. I don't know. Sorry for the stream troubles today. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Thanks for on? staying with us. You diehards. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll have to see what it looks like later. I wonder if it's just, is it just like 20 minutes of dead space in the middle? I don't know what it is. All right. I, I, uh, I guess we should go, Carrie. I don't have a particular rant. I know Ninja Kitty wants me to rant about COVID-19. I just go outside, go to work. Uh, can't force that. a rant. Yeah, yeah. You can't force a rant. I'm tired of the COVID-19 thing. Uh, I've sheltered in place. I'm not saying to don't be safe if you're in a risk, you know, high risk group, go be safe. But, uh, you know, they're just destroying the economy at this point and uh, there's no justification for it. Even though I didn't believe there was moral justification, there's not even other justification at this point. And uh, <sighs> I don't know, go peacefully resist. Carrie, you sent me an article about a hairdresser who opened her salon anyway. Did she get arrested or no? I don't think she's been arrested yet, but they've threatened her with it. Um, I could be wrong. I haven't looked at what's happened in the past two days, but um, yeah, we, I mean, that's what we need more of. We need more business owners saying, I'm opening up. My employees need a paycheck. I need a paycheck. Like we, I'm go, I, my business has to survive. And then we need people in the community supporting them. That's civil disobedience. And some of them will have to be arrested. And there was a man, I saw a story today, somebody tagged me in, a guy was arrested for opening up, I think it was his tattoo parlor in North Carolina, like within like 20 minutes or something of opening up, he got arrested. There are gonna be people who are arrested. That has to happen though. There have to be some people who are willing to do that because you, we need the public, the sleeping mass masses of people to see, apparently we need them to see this happening for them to realize what's wrong with these edicts that they're unconstitutional. So like with any type of civil disobedience, you're gonna have um, really draconian abuses of power. You're gonna have some people carted off to jail merely for trying to run their business, which is not illegal. And uh, that's gonna have to happen. And we have to support those people and we have to contribute to legal defense funds for those people, you know? And we have to go, if they're open like the salon, I was like, maybe I should just drive to Dallas and go get a haircut from that woman to support her, you know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Someone pointed out it's a happy Kent State Massacre anniversary. I, I didn't really want to bring it up. It's a horrible well, stain on our history. I don't know a lot of details other than, you know, the, every, what everyone knows yeah. uh, about the four people killed. Um, I don't know that I would say it's happy massacre anniversary day. I'm sure it will be used by the left uh, for some reason, somehow. Um, yeah. All right, Carrie. Yeah. I think we should go. I think uh, I think that's it. Cool. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We will be back uh, later in the week, and uh, at the very least, we'll be back on Friday. There's a lot of content that was released recently. If you haven't uh, seen it, go check it out. We did a 
uh, book club last night and yesterday morning we did uh, a somewhat of an intervention for me, uh, the atheist intervention. Uh, and um, yeah, I guess that's it. Thanks everyone. Thank you, Ian Burnt, for the super chat at the last moment. And thanks, uh, Ian. We'll see you. Thanks, yeah. guys. All right, we'll see, see you, you later. Uh, see you later.